0: Just to say, next Sunday, um, we have uh, two wonderful uh, services put together, I think, in the morning. It is a family service. It will be short, he said. And uh, we'll be looking at Christmas around the world and um, how Christmas looks around the world for many different uh, people that we're connected with. And then we will end up in Palestine and Bethlehem. And we will look at what it might mean to what's called frankincense and myrrh from people who sell it in Bethlehem today so it's going to be a good service and in the evening we will have it's a it's not nine lessons in carols but it's got that kind of a feel to it songs and meditations and thoughts that will help us on the journey to Christmas what wasn't really helping me in the journey to Christmas I have to say were these lactionary readings because I love the Christmas stories and this year's lactionary readings are concentrating very much on John the Baptist and I'm thinking he's not the bits that they're having and, uh, in, in Luke chapter 3 that he's grown up it's 30 years later I want to get into you know the straw here I want to look at the poetry on the theology of uh, the way the gospel writers have edited these stories but we're in John the Baptist so last week you noticed I kind of took the alternative reading and went for Zachariah's prayer or song but this week I kind of got what the lectionary writers were trying to do because though In sequence, John the Baptist is not in the Nativity stories. For Advent, the preparation that John the Baptist came to bring is the spirit of the Advent stories. And so last week, we looked at Zechariah and we remembered, or he sang to us if it's a a psalm that Zechariah sang. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God. So John the Baptist, whether he was a baseball hitter or not, he wasn't the greatest because he came to point to the greatest and prepare the way, which is what Advent is about. So what can we learn? Well, as Chris has already said, before he did he not Help us to rethink what I hated about Christmas, good King Wenceslas, into thinking, oh, oh, there's something I need to listen to again. He did suggest to us, and Ross did too, that John the Baptist reading is rather harsh. It's not a feely weely kind of Christmas story. It comes in with a real challenge. You brood of vipers, when they come round at Christmas time, And people have gathered for some mince pies. Why not look at them and say. You brood of vipers. You need to catch yourselves on. Christmas is a time I believe. When God bangs down our door. Barges into the midst of us. Interrupts with his grace. But this in the preparation. Is John with another fist in her door. To make us awake to that which we need to prepare for in the Messiah's coming. Of course it's not for the first time that we've heard such words. Because the Old Testament prophets were raging against the people for millennia. The people of God seem to be constantly becoming complacent, lukewarm, rebelling. Trusting a little bit in who they were because they were God's chosen people but not bringing much fruit about as a result. And there are two things that John the Baptist goes for here. The fruit of their belief, their creed, their profession and this resting on the laurels of who they think they are. John the Baptist wasn't interested in them knowing the Old Testament scriptures as texts. He wasn't interested in cliches that they might have about being the children or sons or daughters of Abraham. He wasn't interested in the clarity of their thinking about their history or their theology. John the Baptist was saying that God was far more interested in the fruit of all of that. And the impact that all of that was making on our society I was speaking on Friday night at the Fields of Life Carol service in St. Anne's And I was in the preparation for it looking at that wonderful song of the angels Which we might get to before Christmas But the lectionary people are keen that we maybe look at that last next year And we look at John the Baptist This, but glory to God in the highest and on earth peace To those in whom his favour rests On earth peace on those in whom his favor rests. Peace, shalom. And I was looking up that up in a commentary, I discovered that that peace or that shalom was a material peace, a well-being peace. People weren't in need in this shalom or peace in the community that this peace would come in. A political peace, so that 87 people wouldn't be killed in Burundi on the day before it. A material peace, a material shalom, a political shalom, and a personal shalom. A personal peace and trust in who we are. And that is the fruit of what we believe as the people of God. That should have been the fruit of what the people that come out to hear John the Baptist were thinking about. That should be the fruit that those of us who look forward expectantly to Christmas morning should be bringing in to our world. Are we? Or on this lead up to Christmas. On this lead up and preparation in Advent. Could John the Baptist come into Fitzroy and say. You brood of vipers. Ah you're great. People are talking about your peace movement. But how many of you will really be at Clonard to shake the hand of a Catholic tonight. Or oh yes you'll be delighted when a few of you take on the refugees and help the refugees while we sit in our house and let other people look after the refugees? What is he saying to us as a people? What is he saying about us bringing material, political and personal peace into the world that we live in? Are we resting on our laurels, our profession of faith from many years ago, the conferences and the knowledge we've been at and the books that we've read, we're PCI for goodness sake. And every time I look at the newspapers, it tells us we are the biggest congregation or the biggest denomination in Northern Ireland. Who are we trying to kid? We are dying. We are pretty much over. And still we say, well, we're PCI. What's PCI doing? Or what did PCI do when Ken was going to Clonard and taking risks for peace? What did they say about him? Never mind how little did they support him. But we're PCI. We're Fitzroy. We are Christianity in a wider sense. We have the arrogance to think that because we're Christians, we will have our names or Christ's name on a paper cup in a globalized coffee shop. Because that's who we are. Do they not know who we are? We're the sons of Abraham. Abraham. We are the people of God. How dare they not put Christmas on their red cups? The new welcome area has kept me out of Starbucks, which some of you are delighted about, I know. Where for a year we were meeting in coffee shops, we're now meeting in a beautiful office with coffee on the go all the time. If you're in the area, drop in. We will put the coffee on, it usually is. But this week I had a meeting in Starbucks and amazingly the second week of December before I got my eggnog latte. I love eggnog latte and you only get it at Christmas time. So I was enjoying my eggnog latte and I was looking at that famous red cup and yes Christ was not on it. And I was thinking about that and pondering that and I finished by saying thank you Starbucks. For getting it right. It's a baby in straw, guys. Born at the end of the universe where nobody was looking. The Christian story is that we're not dominant in the empire. The Christian story is that we're biting like dogs at the heel of the empire. Trying to turn the empire and the globalization Upside down Of course we shouldn't be on a cup in Starbucks We should be the ones trying to change What Starbucks do with their taxes To look after the poor But we rest on our laurels a bit We are the sons of Abraham We are Christians And we expect Brut of vipers John says to the people So what was needed? Behavioural change. Authentic profession of faith. Passionate following of the God who was telling us how to live. Behavioural change. That's the key to it all. Fundamental, repentant behavioural change at the core of our lives. Climate change. Do we leave it to the leaders and say what an awful job they're doing? when we don't recycle or try to recycle or can't be bothered to recycle or we waste when we shouldn't waste should we be thinking in our behavioural attitudes to what is going on to the piece of art that God placed in this incredible universe the refugees coming in is that something we're passionate about is that something we're actively involved in Is that something we want to know something about? Behavioural change, fundamental in the core of our souls. It seems if we read John the Baptist that it's the same old, same old. Tax collectors and money. Soldiers and money. The distortion of money. Money, money, money. Much more important in the scriptures than sex, can I say but much less talked about among the people of God, can we say? I wonder what John the Baptist would make of that. But climate change is about money. Can we get by with the industry we have and the commerce that we have and will the profits be the same at the end of the year? If we make these cuts, if we think about our children's children, if we think about the least in the poor in the world, how will our house be? How will our portfolio be? How will our prophets be? John the Baptist knew the deal. And he knew that 2,000 years down the road, it would be the same issues for those of us who claim faith in Jesus or faith in God in Fitzroy as it was for those coming out over the desert. Refugees, Charlie starts at home. How dare they look after refugees? How dare they take our jobs? We have enough people here. How dare they come into our health service? How dare they get in the way of what our money is worth? of what we have or what we need and we're not prepared to share. Same issues that John the Baptist was raging about. As we prepared this week, it always happens, but it's a, rather longer than, than a Twitter um, feed or uh, a Facebook status. Somebody put up 19 theses of Walter Brueggemann's about how we need to change our world, and I want to read not 19 of them, but some of them to you. Walter Brigham, an Old Testament theologian, says this. Everybody lives by a script, whether implicit or explicit. Everybody lives by a script. We get scripted, so we're living by a script. What we do next week is script it. What is the meta-narrative of our lives? What are the things that we're going to do next week? When we talk about these two meta-narratives, the holiday season and the Advent season, we see how one script is being challenged by the other script, but what's going to be the script that's going to affect how we spend Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday? Behavioural change will say that the Advent season will turn upside down the script of our living, the script of our Christmas, what we do in these weeks. We get scripted Brigham and says through the process of nurture formation and socialization and it happens without us knowing it What we do at christmas happens without us knowing it and it's probably why and forgive me for this It's just general gener, It's just generational That some of us just can't get away from sending that card Sending those cards Because the script was you sent cards now don't get me wrong if you've sent cards It's not the worst thing that john the baptist would be raging about but what I'm using it as is something in the script of our lives something that gets in there that becomes our cultural norm that we do because we think that's what's to be done the dominant script in our society Brueggemann goes on is one of technological therapeutic military consumerism now it's twenty past twelve so don't let me go into that in any particular depth but let's listen to it carefully and take it home with us The dominant script in our society is one of technological, therapeutic, military consumerism. The phone, changing the phone every other year. The technological need, the therapeutic need to be in Candy Crush instead of smoking cigarettes. And the military consumerism, it's just got to be done. We've just got to have and it's therapeutic. He goes on, that script enacted through advertising, propaganda, and ideology, especially in the liturgies of television, promises to keep us safe and happy. If we have these products, if we do these things, if we follow this script, then we will be safe and happy. Brueggemann says the script has failed. The script of technological, therapeutic, military consumerism cannot make us safe or happy. He goes on, the alternative script is rooted in Scripture. Scripture. And is enacted through the tradition of the church. The Bible and the church offer a counter metanarrative. To the script of technological therapeutic military consumerism. The counterscript has its most distinctive feature. In its characters of God and the Bible. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Then he goes on. Most of us are ambivalent about these scripts. Not wanting to choose between the dominant script and the counter script. And I think that's where John the Baptist is on it here. John the Baptist, 2,000 years ago, is preaching about us being ambivalent about the script that is in our society and the counter script that's going to change the fundamentals of our human behavior. We're ambivalent to it, we kind of try and live the two together. We don't mind compromising too much as long as we're not compromising too much. Let's not be fanatical about this stuff. Let's recycle the paper but not ask about that cup or sure, it's too far to go to the... Rec- I'm being frivolous there, but I'm saying that we try to live the two scripts together. John the Baptist is saying we cannot live the two scripts together. He's saying the eternal is about to break into the temporal and we need to make sure that we live with that different script. The ambivalence between scripts. Brigham closes. Is the venue for the work of the Holy Spirit. The eternal is crashing in. The heavenly meteorite is hurtling. And the eternal is going to shake the world. To such a point that Herod. Knew exactly what was going down. The script that he was living with was being smashed by another script that would change everything, and he did not want it, so he tried to kill the new script, the eternal end of the temporal. He knew the profits were going to be affected, not the PH, but the F. He knew that the money was going to be different. He knew he would have to look after the pearly good kings went, once less last, last, looked out, whenever. He knew that the behavioral change was going to hurt. And I didn't have this in my sermon but I want to say it to me right now if it's not hurting if it's not hurting that's when we know it's not happening in climate change in refugees coming here or Christine or us going to India or Onillacu or going into hospitals in Peter Martsburg peace and reconciliation in Ireland there's a script and the script is going to carry on unless we allow the big fist of God's grace to bash down the door of the script we're living with a script. That changes everything And if we don't The trees are ready For the ax Let's prepare For Christmas Let's pray Lord it's so easy to go with the script It shouts and screams at us It sings at us It blinds us as we drive past the billboards, as we watch the advertising in the cinemas. The script tells us that we need this technological, therapeutic, militaristic consumerism. And then there's a baby born... In the back end of nowhere. With another script. The nativity stories themselves. Are another script. Forgive us when we come with the name Christian. But there's no fruit. Or when we come with the name Christian. And we rest in the laurels of the past. Or on some cliché or slogan and we're not ready for the message of John the Baptist as we prepare for the coming of the humble king Lord in these last days before we celebrate the birth of Jesus may your Holy Spirit do your work as we choose the scripts. As the scripts clash in our lives. With that same way that Anil Pushes itself down the blackboard. To make that noise that we all hate. May the scripts clashing challenge us. To choose the eternal. Christ like. Way truth and life script. And may we be Ready. And prepared for the change that that will make in our lives. Holy Spirit come. In Jesus name. Amen. O little town of Bethlehem.